0: Hi, it's Carrie ann from Lofty, and today we're live in London. My guest is Alice Carter, transformational coach. We're gonna be talking about facing fear, trust over self-doubt, and finding space for self-reflection. I'm so glad that you are able to meet today. It's wonderful to meet you, Alice. Thank you Um, too. Yeah. So it's this. Like I was saying to you before we started, for me this is really fun. Uh, It's really fun to be here on location in London and to sort of jump in with extending my network and meeting other amazing business uh, owners that are females. So this is awesome, and I love that you just started your business in July. Yeah. So you're a newbie, but it sounds like it's. As we talk about it today, I'm excited to even learn more mm-hmm. about what you've been up to and, and what your process is. Yeah. Um, and so the way I love to start is just as I was telling you a little bit before we got going—that you know, thinking about your vision and sort of your why and uh, really the foundation of what your business is about—is something that's really exciting for me as I work with clients. So. I would love to know from you, like, what's your why and how did you um, get to this point of starting your business and, and what is it that really lights you up every day? Mm.
1: Okay, so as I was saying before we started, I trained as a journalist. So I, I worked as a journalist for many years in television and I'm very used to being with people and with their stories. But I kind of got to the point where I felt like I wanted to take that step further and I wanted to help people not only tell their stories but change them. Yeah. So then I discovered coaching and I was like, wow, this is actually it. Like, this yeah. is what I've been doing my entire life without even realizing it. And it's actually a thing and I can make a business from it. Like, this yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Um, so I got really excited and went off and trained as a transformational coach and started coaching people about a year ago and then officially launched my business in July. Um, and I work with women entrepreneurs, uh, women leaders, women artists, performers, and healers. Basically women that I call it women on a mission, so it's okay. women that have something to share with the world. They feel they have something, this you know, burning passion desire that they want to get out there. Yeah. Um, and my why really is I'm from a school of thought that believes that we all have all of the resources we need inside of us, but we're so bombarded with information from all angles and it's so easy to lose yourself in that and I think um, for me what my coaching is about is about really allowing people to drop into themselves um, and just take that space and that time to like reconnect with who they are and what they want to do and I think when you have that alignment and you work from that place it's really powerful
0: yeah. I love that and you know the thing that really resonates with me is a lot of times when I first start working with clients on their brand we you know we at this place like I said with your vision so where are you headed so aspirationally we're going to create language that works for you today and tomorrow but it's essential that they come in knowing really what their superpower is and that they understand what it is, not only their why, but sort of the why behind the why. It's um, like really understanding themselves in a place that they know, you know, this is why the business exists. This is what I am best at in that business. This is what helps me to grow the businesses and this is what really connects me with the products or the services. So I love the fact that you're doing that work that, you know, for me, I always like people to have before they come in and even sometimes along the journey.
1: Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, I think it's really important, like you say, to have that at the beginning and also to have it throughout. Yeah. um, Because it can just really, yeah, I mean, I meditate a lot. So that's kind of my moment to check in with myself, but I almost see coaching as like, meditation but like with an extra bit because it's like a a lot of the coaching um, involves reflecting back so clients will speak to me and they'll say things and then I'll say okay so what I'm hearing is and they're like oh yeah oh yeah what you said just then is and I'm like no 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 that's what you said Right? (laughs) and it's like I just think that having that reflection and having that mirror is like so helpful when you're trying to figure things out wherever you're at in your business Yeah. yeah I agree with that completely, and I know from my perspective in the last like year and
0: nine months, that's the piece that's a lot of times the hardest when you're a solopreneur, an independent contractor, maybe you're just starting out, you don't yet have a team working for you. And so it is at the end of the day, You are your own coach most of the day. You are your own business advisor. You're the the Walt Disney, I love the Walt Disney, like the creative, the planner, the critic. So you are playing all those roles and it is immensely helpful to have somebody who you trust that can be that reflective guide with you. And like you said, I find that too with a lot of my clients where when we build that language for their brand, they'll say, oh my gosh, carrie this is amazing. And I'll say, thank you. 95% of this was you, this is your story, you either said it or you wrote it down. My superpower is helping to pull that together and make it cohesive and help to make sure that we're framing it up in a way from an objective experience that's going to help someone connect with your story. It's it's fascinating to hear that from people. Yeah,
1: you know? and I think often like people just don't have um, the space or the or the opportunity to really do that. And I think you're talking about superpowers. And I think my superpower is probably holding that space people in a way that makes them feel so safe that they can actually really go into their cave. And yeah. in that cave, they'll discover you know the challenges and the obstacles and the blocks that might be holding them back, but also the strengths that they have to overcome that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's great. I, I love that. Yeah.
1: I love that idea of going in your cave.
0: It's, it reminds me, I, I see a therapist, and it's a really important part for me of, um, in addition to coaches, just the psychological aspects of owning a business and being my whole self, and the cave metaphor speaks to me because it's, it's where you feel like, for me, it's where I go in my most private places, but nowadays, I mean, I... I talk about this all the time with branding and marketing. I mean, we, we relate to humans. And so when you can show up as your authentic self, that's the thing that's going to help make your business move forward. It's going to help you sell. right? It's going to help you with your marketing. So, again, it goes back to really being comfortable. And not that you have to put everything that's in the cave out there into the world, but if you understand that, it's going to make communicating about yourself so much easier.
1: Exactly. You have to be in touch with that. And you have to, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of work around self-accepting as well of who you are and I think when you can do that and you have that space for reflection and awareness of what's going on for you inside it means that when you do show up you do show up as your authentic self and like you say that's what people connect with right yeah I love that and so then you know
0: as you're talking about the types of clients that you work with what are the trends or themes that you find as you think about your audience I know I was I was excited to hear as you were talking about the types of people that tend to come to you um, I love the idea that there's healers and artists I work with a lot of people like that as well in, in addition to, I'm sure sort of business folks but yeah yeah what are the trends and themes for you
1: yeah it's really interesting because I mean the women that I work with come from all different backgrounds um, so there's not really like a theme in terms of that but what i've really noticed is that we and i include myself in this as well we all struggle with similar things we all feel fear we all feel self-doubt we all have an inner critic and there's definitely themes there of that's what I end up working with people on most. Like, even if people come to me and they say, Oh, I want to do this, and it's like an external goal that they have. Actually, what comes out after a few sessions is, Oh, in order to do that, I need to go in and I need to heal myself internally, mm. and I need to understand my patterns of thinking and all of that kind of internal stuff to then enable you to do the external work. Yeah. yeah. So that's definitely a theme that comes out is um is yeah things around self doubt and fear and how to overcome that and have more confidence. So that's a massive one. Especially for women I think.
0: Yeah, and I so I love this because this is exactly what I when I work with clients and talk about their business, right? You the first step is we all tend to go to the demographics, right? And we get to like well who are they and what do they do occupationally, how do they spend their time? And that's really important. That's the first step. But the second piece of really thinking about them in that human way and understanding um in that very emotive place, and especially because you're a coach, I think, and the services you provide really have to, really have to work hard there, and that is, you know, what makes you good at what you're doing. But to know at that very human level that there are those. Those, those similarities between the types of clients, you know, that understanding that, like, I love hearing that because I, that's, like, absolutely what you want to do when you're branding. And I'm curious, do you find as you start working with, like, a new client that you can tell right away whether or not it's going to be a good fit? Like, if they're able to kind of go inward, or is it something that you found it's just it just might take a little more time for certain people.
1: Yeah, so I work with people wherever they're at, really. Okay. I think the, the only kind of caveat that I have is that they are motivated and that they're ready to commit. Um, so I usually work with people for six months because for me, I've had a lot of therapy myself, different um, modalities of healing, and I still continually um, do that as well for myself. And I think when you, when you really commit, to your self-development and your evolution, like that's when you see results. But if you've got one foot in and one foot out, you're just not gonna see the results that you want. Right. So that's the only thing I always ask people, you know, how committed are you? We'll have a conversation, we'll have a discovery call, and I'll ask them, you know, what are you struggling with? How do you see this changing? Where would you like to be with this? Why is this important? And then the last question I'll ask is, okay, so how committed are you to making this happen? And if they answer less than 10, then I have to ask them, what needs to happen for this to be a 10? Because, right. you know, you've gotta, you've gotta be in, you've gotta be in all in.
0: yeah that's that's great and i i'm curious how long did it take you so gosh if you started in july and i'm sure you were doing some of the training and the work leading up to it beforehand um but it's not really that many months so um like where was like going with that where like what have you found in the these like well three months i was like i was adding the time up in my head and then i was also <laughs> thinking about the question but like as you think about asking people um you know, are you, like you said, you have a scale, and if they're not at that 10 and then sort of figuring out what they need to, ha- to have happen, um, like what have you learned along the way in terms of helping people get from, I don't know what the scale is, so I don't know if they're like yeah. at a six, and you, you know what, like are there any insights that you've learned from?
1: Do you know what, weirdly, or not weirdly, but just it just so happens that most people that have come to me have been a nine or a 10, And I think maybe that's to do with like what I've said on my own website, Um, and I've made it quite clear that that's the kind of person that I want to work with. So perhaps that may kind of self-select in a way. Um, But I have different ways for people to work with me as well. So I do workshops, and that's kind of like the entry level. Like I will never turn someone away from a workshop. Like you can be like curious about personal development or you can be like a personal development addict yeah. Like there's a kind of all ranges will come to the workshop so that's really nice um, and then I also do like personal brand days actually Okay. so kind of similar to what you were saying yeah. and with that again it's a chance for me to work with me one on one but it's just a, a day mm-hmm. so from that we often find that um, they've come to me because they want to tell their story and obviously with my background in journalism that's something that's very comfortable for right. me and I really enjoy so we'll do that together and then kind of once they've done that then they might say oh actually you know I've really enjoyed today actually just having this space and this time to reflect and figure out who I am in my business and actually this is really helpful and do you want to come can can work together going forward so that happens sometimes right and then another way is that people will just literally come through the website and they'll be like yeah I'm ready to do this like I want the one-on-one coaching and I to sign up for six months and that's great as well when that happens
0: that's great I, that, I agree mm-hmm. um, and just looking at your website before we met I could see where that makes a lot of sense and that's great because it means that you've done the work. I mean, even in the conversation, being only a few months in, the insights that you know about them as people clearly is coming through your communication. So that's great. And the fact that it's consistent and you're, you know, that's a big thing I talk about with clients is building that consistent experience. So not only from someone reading your social media content to then going to your website to then they come to a workshop to try it out to so then Maybe they decide, okay, I want to try out sort of this coaching, um, that they feel like all along that journey, this is for me, it's it's like she's talking to me. Every I met her, and I just felt like this connection was even greater, right? And it's all because you spent the time thinking about who am I talking to and what do they care about.
1: Yeah, I think it is that, and I think it's also. Um just that honesty like I made it when I started my Instagram channel I made a decision that everything I shared was gonna be really really honest and also valuable like I didn't want to be posting like oh look I'm at this spa or whatever like if I do that I'll say I'm at a spa because it's really important to look after yourself and I've had a really tough week and da 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 right and I think that is about that honesty and that connection and when I find that I meet people in person you both know like pretty much instantly whether it's gonna be the right fit together. Have you found that as well?
0: Absolutely, (laughs) yeah, I have. And um, the few clients that over the course of the last year or so that I've had the butterflies happen in my stomach. So like a lot of times um, when people first meet me, it's actually, especially if they come from word of mouth or through um, my website, Uh, it's just a quick phone call and then we, we decide are we going to meet up in person or you know what are the next steps? But I have found that almost every time I get the feeling where I'm getting nervous, it actually doesn't end up turning mm. into may, maybe it's a client later, but it's not a client right then. Yeah. And it's been an interesting thing to start to become more in tune with that. A lot of times I'll still follow through and I'll still provide the proposal because at that point a lot of people still are asking for it, so I feel there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it actually has happened recently, and on this trip, I've been thinking about. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen with that. <laughs> so yeah, I think it is. It's you. You sort of just know.
1: Yeah, that's um, really interesting. It sounds like you're saying it's your intuition as well that you're feeling yeah. there, and I think. Um, I I definitely get that as well and I know when it's going to be a good fit when I feel calm and I just drop into myself and it's like I don't even have to think about what's coming out. It's just like, ah, it's relaxing. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and I think
0: that's so powerful um, because I think, at least for me, when I've started my business, there's so many things I'm thinking about, right? And when I'm working with a new client specifically, like in this kind of prospect client place, um, I might be worried about uh, what well I'm gonna have to give my fees and um, while they're telling me about what they need maybe I have a couple packages so I'm trying to decide which one might be right for them should I give them both should I say this is what I'd recommend and I'm If I find myself getting too caught in that place of like, me, that is exactly the intuition place where I'm not, because I know exactly what you mean when you sort of drop into that calmness. That happens to me when it's that connection with the person where I'm like, oh, I know exactly what they mean. Yeah. I I know, I I totally get it. This is going to be amazing. I feel so confident. I know (laughs) I'm going to be able to help them. So I think that's actually a huge takeaway is um, if you, if people listening to this or watching this don't, you know maybe do that today um, to start to just become aware. I always recommend awareness as sort of the yeah. first place in sort of the journey because anytime I'm asking someone even to do research. Um, primary or secondary research on their audience, the first thing is just to be aware of like, what is it we're looking for and what are we asking and what are we hoping to find?
1: Yeah, and it's what do they need as well. I think right. it's when you, like you say, when you take yourself out of the equation and you really focus on that person. And training as a coach has been amazing to me in that, because it's just being with that person, being present and just really hearing them and staying in tune with what they need. Yeah. And I think that's when that's when you get that kind of aha moment of, oh yeah, that's what they need. Okay, cool. And, right. then, and then they can feel it as well because they feel heard and they feel listened to and they feel held in that space. Yeah. Yes.
0: I love all of these things that you're saying because they really resonate with me. And so I'd be curious now, thinking about everything you're talking about and being in this place of calm. So what do you you feel your superpower is?
1: So I think my superpower is definitely making people feel safe and heard so that, like I say, they can go into that deep place within themselves. And I think that in today's world, we really don't have many opportunities to do that. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's what, you know, that's what I feel my purpose is It is to be that person that people can come to and just really um, get to know themselves and then be able to make better decisions from that. Yeah. I, think, um, I think we live in a very uh, masculine, and I don't mean male, I just mean masculine energy, which can be male or female. Masculine energy of our society means that a lot of things are rushed and pushed, and what that really leads to is um, burnout, for one, and also a feeling of stuckness. Whereas I think when you can switch over into that more feminine energy of being and breathing and just taking your time with things and letting things unfold and working in your own flow with your own energies, I think that's when the magic happens.
0: Yes, <laughs> I love that. That's great. And I love that you intuitively also know what makes you special as a coach. Because, you know, I think. When I think about coaches, there's a lot of things that are going to be sort of the standard. So the check in the box. Of course, if you're going to be a good coach, you're going to help people. These are the things that you need to do. But I think just even the way you've talked about how you approach it and thinking about um, maybe having a little bit more of a pause, a little bit more time, a little bit that's that's what the service that's what I'm getting that if I was to work with you there would be time for that reflection and that's the sort of the purpose of again like you said like going you know into the cave or going sort of inside to understand what is that piece about myself that I need to listen to to help me with moving forward externally in this world that is like I agree with you the masculine energy of the move now I I have to keep up on social media my website needs to be updated it becomes sort of frantic I need to go to these networking events and and you before you know it you can sort of lose yourself
1: yeah and be completely overwhelmed yeah yeah I completely agree with you um
0: yeah (laughs) so I I love that that's for you knowing that it's not only a superpower, but it's it's also, I think, really special that you've had the training in your background. As you said, like when you're telling me about being a journalist when we first sat down, that just made so much sense <laughs> to me. Because um, I've worked with a lot of journalists in my career, and, you know, journalists are very good at, they're very good listeners. They're very good at... Um, looking for the story within sort of the story you know the thing that is and helping to pull that out
1: yeah exactly i think there's there's like a little bit of education to be done around what coaching actually is or what i think it's moving more towards because there's a common misconception that coaching is about you know a life coach is going to tell you how to live your life and i have had people come to me and say so are you going to fix me are you going to tell me how to live my life and i'm like no yeah no way <laughs> um, i can't do that because although i've had training i'm not the expert in their life they are right so it's about you know me providing that space for them to actually reconnect with that and to start trusting themselves yeah. first and foremost that's huge
0: that i mean i think that's That's probably the number one takeaway is you have to have that trust in yourself. I know For the clients like i mentioned that um maybe i mentioned this before we were sort of rolling but i find that the people who work with a coach and that's what it is it's the trust in themselves they are then able to get to the place with me where what we find is the confidence because we find the confidence in the language but we can't really pull that out in a meaningful way if they don't come in first with this groundedness and knowing um, and trusting that what they have to offer whether they've been offering it for over 10 years and they want to grow their business or they're just getting started. They really have to have that
1: peace of mind and and in order to be able to imagine where they're gonna go. Yeah, exactly. And I also work a lot with um, my clients on like emotional well-being as well. Because I think, you know, being an entrepreneur is hard work trying to put yourself out there into the world in any way is hard work yes and if you feel like shit, you're not going to do your best work at the end of the day so you know self-care is really important i have um things that I do. I have a gratitude journal. Like I said, I meditate. So it's building in those little things that you can do for yourself right. in your everyday life that's going to keep your um, energies up and keep your, not to sound like a hippie, but keep your vibe high. I, love
0: it. I haven't heard that yet. I'm like, to keep your
1: vibe high. That's great. I'm a bit of a hippie. I'm like a secret hippie. I am too. That's why we're getting along so yeah. long. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, so the last thing I want to ask you, which is I'd love to ask people this, is there something that you're listening to or reading right now that is really inspiring you that you think other people would enjoy?
1: Yeah, so I'm reading at the moment Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. Okay. And it was actually published um, over over 30 years ago. And I've read it before, but I'm reading it again just because I love it so much. and I think there's so much richness in there as well for me and for my clients. And one of the things that she talks about is how fear all of our fears any fear that you have really boils down to the one fear which is I can't handle it and that really speaks to me because um so when I was 24 I lost my best friend in an accident and it was you know the the scariest thing the worst thing I could ever imagine would happen to me in my life to lose somebody that I love so much Um, but I handled it and I worked through my grief, and in some ways, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, and it sounds really weird, but because it led me onto this journey of self-discovery and growth and evolution, and now to what I'm doing now, helping others do the same. Right. So I think whatever you're scared of, just if you can just know that you will handle it, even if you mess it up completely, you will handle it. Like, the world won't end. Yes. <laughs> You'll still be there, and you can try again. Like, right. I think that's so empowering to just feel into that.
0: I love that. That's amazing! What an amazing message. So ha- I will be sure to re-articulate the name of that um, in the notes so that people can
1: find it. Great! But, you know, that's great.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. It's so us. lovely talking to you. I know you. we've done such a good job, especially in this lovely. Co- we're in a coffee shop today. We had <laughs> the barista behind us, but I think it, we've still stayed focused. So yeah, thank you. Awesome.